Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What am I doing? You're, um, you're doing Robbie Williams' Millennium. Why do you reckon I'm doing that? Is that because we're talking about the Millennium Bug today? Maybe. 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 I'm in love. Oh, we could go on, couldn't we? We could. All the noughties hits. Shall we begin? Okay. Yes. Hi, Katie. Hello, love. It's Be More Cleverer. You join us again. This is where we dip our toe into a pool of knowledge and learn things. To make us better people, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm already quite good. Katie's <laughs> a bit better. So we've made ourselves substantially better. You say that. Now would probably be a good time to say that in a couple of episodes' time, we are going to be doing a quiz episode. Yeah. So I wouldn't be too cocky about how you're better than me. Because it'll probably backfire. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah, probably true. So Jack is right. We do dip our toes into the pool of knowledge in an attempt to make ourselves basically better. Self improvement, really, isn't it? Yeah. Last week I told you about the chart, Katie. Yes. The UK's official chart. Official chart. And then I wanted you to tell me all about this. But it's something that was caused mass panic. Right. I would like you to tell me uh, yeah. all about yeah. what the hell the Millennium Bug was about. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you care? Why? <laughs> so, yeah, the Millennium Bug. Yes. The Millennium Bug. A weird one, granted, I'll give myself that. Why Why did we find it so hilarious when you asked me that? I don't know, it's just in my list. And like, I, okay, so you might you might be the same. I've got loads of like notes in my phone that I'm like, what? About the Millennium Bug? Not about the Millennium Bug. Those are causing my notes to be so weird. No, <laughs> I've just got loads of random notes. I'm like, what? And I saw that one and I'm not even sure if it was meant to be like a potential topic. I just yeah. thought I'd read it out. 
Oh, why else would you have it in your phone, the Millennium Park? Well, I don't know. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, my, there's lots of notes in my phone where I, I cannot explain why I've written those in there. Well, nonetheless, since you said that to me, I have now gone and found out all about the Millennium Bug. So Good. let's hope that you're still happy with that decision. Yeah, I'm bored now. If you could do something else, that'd be great. <laughs> no, I've, um, I've spent the past week uh, learning... All the things about the Millennium Bug, something that I knew absolutely nothing about. I had, I didn't know about it. I knew you, that it was a thing. You spent a week researching the Millennium Bug. It took it, you a week. Yes, I always spend the whole week. It took you one whole week to learn everything about the Millennium yes, Bug. Yes, did. It was that big. Yep. Okay, I'm ready mm-hmm. to learn. I mean, I know that you literally just get Wikipedia <laughs> in front of you as you go through your topics. Okay, I'm counting this now. This is about eight times. I'm calling this slander. <laughs> and I'm, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. So... <laughs> What I accuse you of yeah, using repeat? It's you a slander. I will take defecation. You down. No, not defecation. Which one is it? That defamation. Defamation of character. Okay, you yeah. pubis. Now get on. <laughs> Do you want to know about this or not? Because yes. I've got the knowledge. I've got the knowledge for you to suckle on. Do you want it or not? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, then let's begin. So, how did I start learning all about the Millennium Bug? I googled the Millennium Bug. Sure. Good place to start. First thing that came up was a Wikipedia page entitled The Year 2000 Problem. Is that what it was called? That's another thing that it was called. Who knew about that one? I know. Arguably a better title. I know. And I knew nothing about this, really. And as I say, I don't use Wikipedia for my research, but when it comes to me knowing absolutely nothing... The first line on a Wikipedia article can be quite useful. Yeah. So this is what the first line of Wikipedia says about the Millennium Bug slash Year 2000 problem. Okay. Problems arose because programmers represented the four-digit year with only the final two digits. This made the year 2000 indistinguishable from 1900. The assumption that a 20th century date was always understood caused various errors such as the incorrect display of dates and the inaccurate ordering of automated dated records or real-time events. But what does any of that mean? Uh, So basically, does that mean, like, as many timers do, in a 24-hour clock, for example, you're nearing the top of an hour, so it's, like, 59... Yeah. 00, 00, 01, 02. Well, it was all to do with the year 2000 being a problem, specifically the last two digits, 00... Because since the 60s, also, that most computers recorded years with the last two digits. Uh, rather than 1993, it'd be 93. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, I don't know if they thought computers would be a fad. <laughs> they just didn't think past the year 2000. <laughs> they just didn't think about it. Which is just mad, isn't it? It's like, oh, why, like... The year 2000 isn't really that far away. No. I don't know why. It's like when people in the 60s thought that the 90s were going to be like flying cars and yeah. hello, welcome to the car of tomorrow. Well, the problem was that when the new millennium arrived, people got worried that computer clocks would see 00 and understand it to mean 1900. <laughs> and that was a really big problem. It wasn't just a problem with like your computer saying the year 1900, because you could just fix that. You could change it. It was more of a problem that what the computer understood to be 1900 could mean problems with, say, uh, computer transactions. 
Yeah. If you remember from our Series 1 episode about the internet, the first online transaction took place in 1994. Yeah. So computer transactions are very much on then. Uh, literally anything where the date was automated could cause big problems, like with banking and government records. Yeah. It could cause, like... It I could think corrupt. The, the issue was, and I was thinking this, when I, when I first understood what this meant, I was trying to work out the full scale of the problems that it could incur i actually couldn't and i think that was really the problem people didn't know it was people, the unknown they didn't know what yeah. problems it could cause it could corrupt a really confidential file but it could not people didn't know that, or the other hand it could do absolutely nothing yeah that was really the issue mm. yeah i get i get that actually i get the mm-hmm. the fright this whole thing prompted governments all over the world to take precautions in the industry and also in the uk the government went as far as making sure that the general public were across everything, <laughs> making sure that they had put their plans in place. So strange when I you think know. about this. I don't know if it was because the UK was that much more developed that they thought we need to get to like the general public and make sure they know what's going on here. This is mad. But they just went to make sure the public and sort of smaller businesses were ready and they set up something called the UK Action 2000. Okay. Um, Classic UK. You cannot get more British. They made leaflets saying, your business is in danger. Uh, I remember an advert. Do you? Yeah, actually, this is this is one thing I really remember, was this over-the-top, really over-the-top. It was like, if you do not... like, It was like, be wary of the future. If you do not follow and adhere to our government rules, you could die. Well, they, they implemented this simple five-layer bug test. That was what you had to do. Come on. And otherwise you'd have problems, you'd probably die. But then actually, I say that, it all sounds very dramatic. Also in this leaflet, apparently they sort of dispelled myths and said, okay, calm down though, guys, it's probably not going to be an issue. It's just a bug, tears. At this point, I'm going to introduce a lady called Gwyneth Flower. (laughs) Thanks. Um, And she was the MD, Managing Director of Action 2000. Short lived job. And mm, uh, <laughs> I know, I wonder what she's doing she now. now. I think she's still doing that, <laughs> waiting for the next thing. <laughs> she's waiting. <laughs> um, but Gwyneth, actually, we like Gwyneth um, introduces the idea that people were going mad about this. She sounds very new labour. She, she does. Gwyneth. Well, she, she said in an interview there were a few eccentrics. One woman virtually moved her whole family to a remote house in Scotland with water only from a well at the bottom of the garden because she thought it would be Armageddon. No way did someone do that. Apparently, yes. That's ludicrous. I've been honestly, I've been looking into this whole thing, and I totally believe that someone would do that. That's people ludicrous. Were losing their minds. <laughs> I totally believe that someone would do that. Oh, they um, got water from a well outside her house. The implications of the Millennium Bug, Y2K, um, were described by Tony Blair. Hello. Do you remember him? Okay. Uh, Yes. It's a good impression. I used to do a really good Tony Blair. Did she? Actually, I used to uh, do a... What? what? I'm doing my Gordon Brown. Can you give me a minute? (laughs) What was that? That was so strange. Oh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Great impression. Tony Blair described it as one of the most serious problems facing not only British business, but the global economy. Uh. Also, uh, we're now going to bring in another humorously known person called Paddy Tipping, (laughs) 
who was the minister for the Millennium Bug. Oh, come on. No. Get out. So Paddy said, part of our job was to keep on top of the hype. We had to downplay it and persuade people that there was a strong government initiative working. Many people made their names, saying it would be a catastrophe. This is... Yeah, also, Paddy, many people made their names saying it wasn't going to be a thing, yeah. Minister for... No, but I think he's right. He's saying everyone needs to calm down. Yeah. I think that's what Paddy's saying. Paddy tipping. Paddy, Paddy tipping, tipping, Gwyneth Flower. Remember these names. This is outrageous. This is... I cannot believe... Like, I knew it was over the top, but I didn't know they, like, had a special government I, wing. At this point, I bring in Michael S. Hyatt. <laughs> Not okay. nearly as much of an enjoyable name as either of the previous two. No. So... When I was looking into Y2K, yeah. I came across a book called The Millennium Bug, How to Survive It, How to Survive the how Coming to, Chaos. How to Survive It! Released in 1998. It was available on Amazon. Amazon was on then. Amazon was on in 1998? Yes. And I know this because I found some Amazon reviews of the book <gasps> written by good. Michael S. Hyatt. This is good. These reviews were written in 98. This is good. But the reason I bring these in is because they give a good insight into the mindset of those who are particularly concerned about what was going to happen. So, here's the first one. Okay. You ready for these? Uh-huh. The millennium bug is very real and will definitely have a significant impact on all of us. Again, it is wise to prepare for the worst, and this book appears to provide useful information in that effort. I intend to send copies to family members. <laughs> <laughs> I intend. We mustn't laugh at them because these people are genuinely worried. I just... If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But this is like, there were so many reviews like this. People were really, really 
worried about this. This was like 2012 when people thought the world was going to end. Okay, do you want another one? Yeah. This is a long one, by the way. Are you ready? I can't tell you how many times I've reread the brownout and blackout scenarios. I don't know what a brownout is. People just don't understand the embedded chip problem within our electric, water and banking industries. Without electricity, there is nothing else. How will a person prepare who is unaware of the potentially devastating effects of the Y2K crisis? I have persuaded my family to store enough water, batteries, candles and non-perishable food items for at least three weeks. If it is less than that, great. Three weeks. Not even that long, really. I know. But he's, they say, if it's less than that, great. If it's longer than that, many people will be at their wits' ends and do whatever it takes to obtain those things. I don't want to be one of those who are caught unprepared. How about you? I highly recommend this book. But beware, once you read the book, you will feel some kind of sick feeling in your stomach. So carefully decide to do something, anything to prepare, even if it is something small. Like it says in the book, it is better to take some action than no action. I want to read the book. I mean, we know that... We don't know exactly what happened yet. We're not up to that bit in the episode yet. But we know we didn't... Root, they I mean, didn't, we're still here, so... I, I mean, <laughs> they don't know. What I'm saying is they don't know at this point what's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. Last one for you. I thought I would have a hard time concentrating on the cyber language, for I am a novice. Quite the contrary. Not only is Mr Hyatt an accomplished computer expert, his writings are consumer-friendly. It's a must-read for every single person. There will be some form of chaos come January the 1st, 2000. How wrong they were. But do you know that? You don't know what happens yet. No, true. I mean, we're on. We're still here. We're but, still here. And we've got I mean, iPhones now, which is point, quite good. I mean, at this point... Be careful that bug right on. Mm, it's like the clap. At this point... It's not like the clap. It's definitely not the clap. <laughs> At this point in my research, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this was going on in my lifetime, but I didn't really know much about it. So I wanted to know what it was like to have all of this kind of bombarded mm. at you. Because I just don't remember it. I was a, I was a mere child. So I made Same. a phone call. I mean, I literally could have chosen anyone out of about 60 million people yeah. <laughs> who had experienced this. But I, I spoke to this person. Hello. Hey, Dad, you're right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, good, thank you. And you? Good, thank you. you. What are you doing? Are you busy? I'm in the car at the moment. I was wondering if I could ask you some questions for the podcast. <laughs> um, yes, I guess so, yeah. What can I do for you then? Ah, the yeah. old parent trick. I would never do this. <laughs> you, you definitely didn't do that in the Rat Pack episode. No. But I spoke to my dad. I'm excited to hear from Wayne. Yeah, because I knew that he would, out of anyone, he worked in a company that used a lot of computers. Yeah. To my mind, he's the first person that used a computer. Yeah, no, that <laughs> makes memory, sense. my I memory, mean, he was the first one I knew to be using a computer at work. He definitely was using it before 2000. That makes sense. Okay, next part. I was wondering if you could tell me what you remember about the Millennium Bug. About the Millennium Bug. Ah, right. Yes. So there was lots of media coverage around that computers would not be able to cope with the switch from 1999 to the year 2000. Um, that um, uh, a lot of computers, as, as they clicked over at midnight, would stop working. Mm-hmm. So Wayne Bowden, my father, did seem to be quite across. Yeah. He he had no idea I was calling him, by the way. He was literally just in his car. <laughs> it was his, like he'd been waiting his whole life to be asked It that was question. like 
I can't <laughs> wait to this because it felt like in his mind he went, "Aha! I knew when I said one day I'll look back and tell my family about this." Yeah, it finally happened. No, he was ready for it. He um he had some memories of some. Quite. I mean, we've already spoken about the potential consequences of it, like banking and government records. Uh, this is something that surprised me a little bit, though. There was lots of sort of scare stories about planes falling out of the sky and no tra- tragedies. Seriously, yeah, yeah. Um, planes falling out of the sky. Yep, yeah, because the computers that ran the planes would stop because they wouldn't be able to cope with that rolling over from. Uh, uh, 1999 to 2000. Um, so, um, but that was all. Those were all theories. There was yeah, and um, rumor with uh, probably not a great deal of substance or science behind it. But nevertheless, a lot of people expected things to go wrong. Do you reckon that Y2K was the Brexit of 99? I think so. Yeah. And like also I'm... mass chaos. Absolutely. So yeah, planes falling out of the sky. Yeah, and, and also uh... I kind of get it. So my dad back then, actually, he still does, worked for a company where I thought this would be a, would be a problem. That mm. was why I called him. He works for a, a large company. A uh, large data analyst large, company. What's not a data analyst? I don't know what he does. He works for a soft drinks company. I've told you this. Oh, yeah, you worked there for a bit. I did work there for a Coca-Cola. bit. Coca-Cola. Yes. So I asked dad a little <laughs> bit about, about how they coped with it. We were concerned that uh, our production machines would all stop because the computers wouldn't cope. Um, so there was a lot of money invested to uh, make sure that they were able to cope with that switchover. Interesting. I didn't really think about that. I didn't really think about the the implications of, I guess, investing money to look at alternative solutions. That was very much a thing. And there was no real way to be like, we're definitely covered for any situation. Yeah. How do you know? That was the problem. You could, It's so interesting because all you can do is wait until 11.59. Well, that's what situation my dad was in. There was still a lot of nervousness around whether that would work and what would happen. So at the time, um, I was um, plant manager for a manufacturing site and um, I was actually on call um, at the Millennium. Uh, we were at Uncle Kevin's, weren't the, we? Yes, yep, yeah, we were. We were partying, but I was actually on call at the same time. Kate. I don't think you were very um, on call, to be honest, from what I remember. <laughs> No, 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 seriously, we were all, all, every plant manager was on call and asked to confirm that the factory would still work and that there were no issues. No, 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 seriously. seriously. <laughs> He's very like, ready to be like, don't you dare slander my name, daughter. <laughs> no, seriously, he was on call. So. <laughs> I was on call in case maybe his line manager from the year 2000 <laughs> might be listening to his podcast and say, you were partying. <laughs> we were Uncle Kevin. You were partying he like it was 1999. But he was. I know, that cracked me up. But was it all fine in the end? It was. Uh, you know, the... the uh... The new millennium began, and it was all, a, in a sense, a big anti-climax millennium bug. Because uh. I think there was very few. I don't remember any examples of any um, computer-controlled equipment that actually stopped. I would have known. D- did anything ever happen? Dad said not much happened. I've got a list of things that did happen Ooh, around the world. Okay. So the, I mean, this was a list that I found. I couldn't find anything more in depth than this. Considering it was such a worldwide problem, these seem to be all that happened. Uh, the official timekeeper uh, in the in America, <sighs> the Naval Observatory, reported the date as one nine one zero zero. 
uh, on its website. Mm. Uh, in Japan, the system collecting flight information on small planes failed. You never know how big scale these sorts of problems are. They sound like not a big thing. Maybe it was a big deal, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, in Australia, bus ticket validation machines failed. Oh, my God. Will someone please think of the children? Nightmare. Uh, in America, over 150 slot machines at racetracks in <sighs> Delaware failed. Can Come you believe on. it? In the UK, some credit card transactions failed. Another issue that occurred in the UK, though, was that more than 150 pregnant women got incorrect results for tests for Down syndrome for their unborn children. Oh, wow. That's the thing. I mean, I suppose they wouldn't have anticipated that that to be a thing that might happen. And that was really the worry with this whole thing. And also, were they getting their tests done at midnight? I don't know how that would have been caused in connection to this. But, I mean, the general consensus about the Millennium Bug to conclude, is similar to that of Wayne Bowden. It's a bit of a fuss over nothing. But really, it seems like that fuss needed to have happened for it to be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All of these little things that came from Y2K are kind of random and so disconnected that it seemed like it needed to become a worldwide phenomenon to be able to stop it from being a thing. Yeah. So do you feel more informed about I do. Y2K? What you've enlightened me to is the idea that actually this was this could have been a ploy by major corporations mm-hmm. to invest money in better systems and they needed a reason to do it and this was their reason. You just don't know, do you? You just don't know. It's very I ne- I'd never thought about that. I thought that was just humans being stupid. Mm. But actually whether the the idea that it was far more Premeditated is interesting, and it's I've never I've never thought about that before. I know me neither. Mm. But that is that's the Millennium Bug. That's the Millennium Bug, the old Y two K. I know. I feel like I've caught up a little bit. You feel like you've caught the bug? No. Oh no. <laughs> no, I've not. Caught oh the God! Bug. Get out of the oh, room! Oh God! My dates are all wrong. No, it's all. Fine. Your dates are always wrong. At this point, we would usually give the other one. Uh, a topic for next time. Yeah, but next time is going to be our Series 2 closer. Finale. Finale. And as Katie hinted, we've been thinking about this for, for a while, kind of doing a little pop quiz. Yes, uh, we're going to be looking back on the episodes of Series 1 and 2 mm-hmm. and quizifying each other mm. to see if we've actually learned a thing. Because the essence of this whole podcast came about because we wanted to learn more things. But what can you remember? And it should be fun. If you've listened to every episode so far, then you can play along. Play along. That's a really fun idea. And I think, I think two series feels like the right amount to kind of reflect and look back. Uh, Katie, mm-hmm. what if the Millennium Bug attacks this podcast? You've not thought about it. I'll probably put some pamphlets through some doors just to stop that happening. I'll give Gwyneth Flower a call. She'll know what to do. She'll know what to do. Maybe uh, Paddy Tipping. He'll know what to do. Maybe I'll move to Scotland, buy some tinned goods. And you could enjoy Gordon Brown in Scotland right now. Goodbye. What? Een nieuwe uitlaat nodig? Of motorolie? 123autoparts.nl heeft werkelijk alles voor je auto. 123autoparts.nl Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.